Hi everyone, episode 254 is upon us. Uh, my name is Jerry Gibson, host of the In Squash podcast, and we have world number 10, Victor Cruin, to talk uh, a lot about the event he's currently playing in, uh, which is the Canadian Open. We just had Dean Brown on, uh, the CEO of the Bow Valley Athletic Club, which is hosting the event. And uh, Victor's up against Mohamed El Sherbini, the very talented uh, young Egyptian, and so many of them out there, but he's one of them for sure. Uh, he's playing Mohamed in the quarters as we speak. Uh, we also talk about his uh, impressive results uh, throughout the season, uh, the 2022-2023 season. He's pretty much been in contention in every event he's played in. Uh, and we also set the record straight a bit on his comments made in Squash Mad about Mustafa Asal. There's plenty on here. It's great to have Victor back, friend of the podcast, episode 254. But before we get into it, just a few words from our sponsor, Open Squash. Uh, the New York-based nonprofit dedicated to bringing thousands of new people into the sport by making it more accessible and more affordable for everyone. They've brought on board several like-minded PSA pros like world number one Ali Farag, who returned to action just last week. Uh, Victor Cruen, as I just mentioned, and Gina Kennedy, amongst others, Nathan Lake as well. Uh, for anyone in and around New York City, interested in looking at their membership plans or if you'd like to check out their pre-sale plans for their Pearl Street and Brooklyn centers, check out the details on their website at opensquash.org. Uh, their second New York Center, New York City Center, Open Squash FIDI, is now open for membership registration. Their irresistible offers will get you bouncing through the door to, uh, to check out this brand new state-of-the-art facility with eight new courts, including a glass court for daily use, a, a squash-centric gym, and a full range of classes and clinics you have, uh, you have come to enjoy at the Bryant Park. Open Squash Fideye promises to be our next sold-out squash center. Here's the deal. Sign up today, confirm your membership with your first monthly payment, and the first 100 players to sign up get two months for free, or get one month free if you sign up for FIDI before we open. So that's opensquash.org. Check out their website. There's so much on there as well, and uh, you can see all the initiatives that they have ongoing. Now, this is episode 254. Always excited to have this guy on. A very talented, very impressive young man, both on and off the court. Victor Crane. Me? I can hear you. I can see you. You're looking good. You're looking ready. Awesome. You're looking fit. How are you, awesome. sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, look yeah. who's in the look who's, who's in the in the room with me. Big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had a nice little nice little chat yesterday. Yeah, he told me. Yeah. He's kindly uh, hosting me this week. And he's, yeah, you're uh, a lucky football. man. You're a lucky man. He I'm sure he's uh, no no other host uh, be no other host quite like Dean. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stories to share. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, my iPod, so. open squash uh, gear on as well there, our mutual uh, sponsor. Always, always, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Victor, how was Montreal, first of all? Uh, um, actually, first of all, great to have you back on the pod. This might be your uh, your third or fourth uh, visit, I think. Uh, it's always great. To the podcast? Yeah, I think it's got to be. I think it's only my second, actually. 
Is it? I think it's your I think third. the last time we connected, or maybe maybe my third, yeah. The, I think the first time we connected was during a summer, uh, during one of the COVID summer. Yeah. And then we connected again uh, once I graduated and I was I was probably on the tour already. Yes. And so I think that's our third time, yeah. Yeah, and now you're uh, now you're in the top ten in the world. Uh, so uh, <laughs> things have really uh, uh, changed, and, and things have really uh, gone. I bet you it's been happening pretty quickly for you, hasn't? Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess in terms of numbers, things have changed. Uh, I don't feel like things have changed really. Uh, I still feel like myself, and <laughs> um, and I and I. And I take my career, um, or I think about my career the same way I was uh, back then when we talked. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it definitely feels good to be uh, at this spot. I'm uh, I'm actually fighting uh, to get into the top eight, uh, and at the same time, there's a lot of guys uh, behind me who are also trying to get me out. So yeah. uh, it's good and fair competition. Uh, it's it's fun. It's exciting. And yeah, it helps me to uh, kind of keep keep moving forward, keep trying to to get better. Uh, and it's a it's a it's been a great journey so far. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it has been. It's been great to watch. I mean, uh, the start to the season couldn't have couldn't have gone any better for you. And then uh, you just kept on playing at that level, uh, pretty much right up until today. You've had uh, some good wins. And some uh, pretty close matches against some very good, uh, you know, the top players yeah. in the world. So you got to be happy with that. But before we get into all of that, how was Montreal uh, and Quebec? I mean, definitely uh, on my list of uh, top Canadian cities, it's uh, it's in the top five for sure. Yeah, I think it was my third time going to Montreal. Mm. Um, um I've got a close attachment to Montreal now because my girlfriend's parents live there and they just oh. moved the okay. last fall. So uh, I might come back uh, a, a few times during the, the season now. Um, uh, but yeah, Montreal is a great city, especially for someone who's been in the States, but who's still very attached to his French roots. It's nice to have a, um the francophone like society to to spend time with uh there's actually um a great enthusiasm for the sport in montreal and mm -hmm. i know yvonne Provencal and and david and sean are trying to 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 make sure the the, the sport survive uh after the covid period which big uh, squash been really hit uh in canada during that period yeah. And nobody was able to play squash for a long, probably the longest period of time, uh, in a in compared to other countries. Um, some of the clubs reopened like a, a year ago uh, in Montreal, so uh, that was very very late. Um, and yeah, I saw a lot of squash fans uh, just excited to have us. Uh, play with them and then play exhibition matches it was um it, it was a it was a long week because uh, we played we played three exhibition matches and we went to four different clubs uh in quebec uh we started with montreal at the atwater club and then went to the sporting uh club 
which was really nice. And then we drove in the bad weather to Gatineau, Ottawa. Gatineau, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which was also very fun. It was a great, great afternoon uh, slash evening of squash. And then the last day we... We we drove to Quebec City, which is where uh, David is from. So I think it was quite emotional for David to come back to um, to to his native uh, city where he was born and where he first started to play squash. Um, his two coaches were were there too, so um, it was a it was a great night of squash as well. Um, and, and yeah, no, um, I was, I was happy to be part of this. Um, David was, uh, kind enough to, to, to invite me in, in this journey and, uh, and I hope we'll be able to do it, uh, again this year or next season. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds great. And, um, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, getting back to his homeland as a two-time national yeah. champion, that must have felt uh, particularly uh, great for him uh, to do that. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, just wondering... Especially because yeah. there hasn't been a lot of events uh, organizing Quebec City. I think he told me the last time they had a... Like a kind of a exhibition match was uh, when Thierry Lanku came um, to play there. So that was probably ten years ago before he actually uh, settled in in Boston. Um, so a long, a long time. It was a long time ago already. But, um, time has passed, and it's nice to. I think people were happy to have a, a squash event back uh, in the city. Absolutely. Did you uh, get out get out on court with uh, the legend uh, Sean Delier? Did you? Uh, I did. I did on the first <laughs> how, how, day. How did that go? <laughs> we played. Uh, we played two games, uh, which was more than enough for him. I I I think uh, he definitely doesn't have the endurance that made him so famous on tour. Okay. Uh, neither the physical or mental endurance, but. It was a uh, it, it was fun to to be on court with him. He still has some crazy shots in his um, in in his hands, um, and he's always a, a joy for the for the public uh, for the public to watch. Um, especially once the, the match is over and he's starting to uh, make a speech, it's always a uh, it's always unique. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That 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 captures it uh, pretty well. Unique, uh, now, Victor. I just want to congratulate you. You're the you're the French national champion. Uh, yeah. uh, you must be very proud of that. Strangely, and I hadn't I didn't realize it, but it makes sense. Uh, you hadn't been past the uh, the quarters previously, but you had the COVID years, and then prior to that, yeah. I'm sure you were sort of just growing into you. You were quite young. Uh, yeah. Imagine. So uh, now that you're uh, you're top in, in France, uh, how does it make what or what does that mean to you? Well, I've I've said it on my on my Facebook page, um, but for those who haven't read, um, I think it's one thing to uh, make it to the top of a ranking. Uh, it demonstrates a kind of um, consistency at at, a speci- at that level. Um, and I got to one uh, to French number one uh, because I was playing 
uh, more consistently on the PSA tour than my uh, fellow French players. Um, but it's another to actually perform well on a specific uh, week where there's usually, or there's no more, there shouldn't be more pressure. But as a player, we definitely feel like there's more pressure when we're playing those kind of events, like uh, a French championship where uh, all the players that had won it uh, were not present. Um, Lucas and Gregoire chose not to play uh, the French championship this year. So there was a title to grab um, to the, I'd say, three contenders, um, Baptiste, August and, and myself. Um, and we decided not to play uh, PSA events uh, and go home after the TOC to actually prepare and play that event. So if we, <clears throat> if the three of us chose to play French nationals, uh, it means that the three of us uh, were aiming for, for, for that title. Uh, so unfortunately, there's only one title uh, yeah. to grab. Um, so I was happy I, I actually got it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a privilege to, it's an honor to be a uh, French national champion. Um, as you said, I hadn't made um, a top four appearance uh, at a French national championship before. Uh, one reason was because uh, I didn't participate in a lot of French national championships in the past uh, five years because of uh, uh, my college duties. Uh, February is a busy month uh, in college squash and I can make the trip and play French national, French nationals. Uh, but the second reason was, as you said, uh, five years ago and during COVID, I was just not good enough to, uh, to earn that title. Um, so it was definitely strange coming into the tournament as the top seed mm. and not having made, uh, not having done better than the qualifying than the quarterfinal uh finish before. Um but I was I was quite focused on on uh on the title. Uh I I was uh also really happy that my dad's last coach uh was there with me because he hasn't been uh, traveling a lot with me recently. Um so it was uh, nice to share uh, this week with him to have him during my warm-ups to kind of um, um, give me a boost of confidence. And then uh, it was definitely great to have him in between games, uh, especially in that final match when I lost the first game to Batiste and I, I could just rely on his um, uh, on his advisors and and go from there and try to um, um, turn things to my advantage. Yeah, you mentioned uh, August, August and uh, Baptiste, and those are two guys like yourself. They're both playing very, I would say, playing very good squash right now. So it wasn't yeah. a foregone conclusion, you know, just because uh, you were in the top 10 and, and, you know, you're sort of a high-profile player right now. Either one of those guys, uh, they're both very capable of uh, – of doing well in PSA events and, and uh, pulling off upsets. So it wasn't uh, an um, easy uh, win, was it? Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I was lucky enough that when the draw uh, came out, August was actually in uh, Batiste's uh, side of the draw. Yeah, yeah. It made things a little uh, easier on my side, uh, on my way to final. 
uh, actually played one of my best friends in, in the semis, uh, Edwin Klein, who's also doing pretty fairly well, uh, who's, who has done fairly well recently on the tour. He's uh, close to breaking into the top 100, and I didn't take this match uh, lightly at all, but it was definitely a better semi-final uh, scenario than uh, as I had played uh, against August. Um, but yeah, as you said, August playing, it has been playing really, really well on the tour. He's had a few good uh, wins and he's consistently uh, going up on the ranking. Um, but this hasn't had uh, a lot of wins uh, this season, but he's still a very, very dangerous opponent. And he was very, very motivated to to go and win this title. Uh, so, so I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And as you said, I might, I might have been top seed. Uh, it's just numbers on paper and you still have to deliver uh, on court every time. Um, the level difference isn't that big um, uh, once you make it to the top 30. Uh, I think that uh, it's it's been the case on the PSA World Tour as well. I've had some like tough wins uh, against uh, lower-ranked players recently, um, and and the difference was uh, very small uh, between uh, winning and, and and losing those matches. So yeah, um, I was I was I was relieved that I I got that win against uh, Batiste. It was a big win because it was uh, uh, in a in a in a final uh, setting, which always makes it a little different than when we play other uh, in other rounds. Um, so yeah, no, it was a it was a big accomplishment, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations uh, on that win, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a few more opportunities to add uh, add to that uh, going forward. Now you've got the uh, the big one, the Canadian. This is a big one for us, the Canadian <laughs> Open uh, coming up here, and uh, the recently uh, uh, at the recently opened Bow Valley Athletic Club. Uh, talk about now. You have an affinity with with Western Canada, I think, Victor. You you've played in Medicine Hat. Uh, you've played yep. in Calgary, I think, maybe at the Bankers Hall event with a uh, I with did, Bob, yeah. Bob Ballinger, a good friend of Dean's. And, yeah, right. So you you you've played in those events. So what is it about uh, Western Canada, maybe that that uh, keeps you coming back? Um, actually, came here only once. Uh, it was during my gap year when I was uh, playing on the Pro Tour and um trying to get admitted into U.S. Uh, colleges. Uh, and I remember coming in February as well, and it was freezing and <laughs> and snowy. And that doesn't it was actually a great time. In that part of the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's actually pretty warm this week, uh, oh, which is surprising. No. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I remember doing okay in those uh, 10Ks, uh, tournament um i was still trying at that time i was still trying to make it to some of uh of um of 10k's events um <clears throat> so it's nice to 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 come back and now being the, the top seed of a, a 50k as you said lots of things have changed 
in 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 this in, in the past uh, five years, mm-hmm. um, and I've had great memories here of just experiencing the tour. Honestly, uh, wasn't necessarily my best results, but uh, I remember coming with Sebastian Bommelé and Baptiste Massotti, and we had a car and we drove all the way from Calgary to Medicine Hat and back to Calgary, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to <clears throat> kind of uh, uh, not just do like a hotel uh, club walk and then back to the hotel every day. It was nice to kind of uh, uh, wander around. We went to the to the Olympic Village as well. We we watched some ice hockey. It's always fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean Sebastian's back. Uh, with me this year and it's nice to just uh, talk about those memories together um, and now it's the it's a bronze event they have a glass court uh, in the in the mall where the Bow Valley Club um, is located uh, so I hope a lot of, course, eh? yeah so I hope a lot of players will uh, not players sorry a lot of people just walking around will stop by and 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 watch uh, watch some squash and and uh, and probably uh, sign up to Bow Valley Club or any other uh, squash court facilities in uh, in Calgary and and its uh, surrounding. Um, we want more squash to to be played around uh, this era, and um, and I'm sure it's going to be a great event. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a great event, no doubt. Dean and Darren uh, have got things uh, set up really well. Uh, yeah, so excited and passionate people. Absolutely, two uh, two Canadian legends there, Victor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, during uh, I know recently, uh, I think it was Ali Abu. He posted up. Uh, he posted something about uh, some officiating uh, ideas that he had about simple lets and strokes, and uh, it's a big um, officiating is always a hot button issue, but. Uh, he argued that giving simple lets early in a match rather than a harsh no let or stroke uh, might help matters. That's what he was basically saying. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on what he was getting at there and what's been your your personal sort of experience with the officiating this season and the changes that seem to be there that they seem to be trying to make? Yeah. Um yeah, I'm going to try to be as concise as possible because we could talk about this things for yeah. for hours. Um, but first of all, uh, I think it's great that Ali um, opened up and gave his um, his thoughts on on refereeing and started a kind of debate. I'm not sure the debate's going to be very. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure people will continue to kind of have this debate over the next few days, but it was nice of him to to open up and sh- and and show his frustration about refereeing uh, these days. Um, but I think players and fans and the sport have been frustrated about the re- refereeing um, for ages now, um, <laughs> and it's the case in all sports. We're always arguing about <clears throat> refereeing and how it can be better. Um, and you can see that in soccer, even with the technology, there's still always some c- 
contentious uh, decisions. And I think that's okay. That's okay to have uh, uh, difficult decisions to make, uh, decisions that people will disagree with. Um, but <clears throat> coming back to the to the point that you raised about let's in the beginning of the matches, um, um, Eligio sent me a, a text uh, to kind of um, um, to kind of uh, um, give his thoughts about uh, the current debates. And I agree that strokes should be strokes and let's should be let's and no let's should be no let's. Um, I don't think that you should give let's in the beginning of, in beginning of, at the beginning of matches just to warn players. Um, like I don't think some some referees are doing that kind of like situation where it could be a no let and they and they say let ball and then the explanation is. Uh, please make small effort. Uh, otherwise, next time I'll give an all it. And I think that's uh, that's actually not good. I think if you give an all it straight away, then the player will actually adapt to that decision and make the effort to go and play the ball. Um, where where it's an issue to me. Uh, and I actually think uh, Ali Ali Abu agreed with me on that point. He doesn't think that um, that you should give a let just to one player that the next time it could be a no let. Um, but sometimes I feel like referees want to... So it hasn't been stated publicly that the officiating um, uh, group that they want to remove lets, but that's how we feel as players mm. uh, that the game has evolved. It feels like uh, referees are giving um, fewer and fewer lets these days, and they kind of have to uh, make a black and white decision, binary decision between the Enola and the stroke. And I feel like sometimes it confuses the even the commentators uh, are making mistakes or at least aren't agreeing with the ref and it creates a lot of confusion with fans, players um, and, and and I think that let's should be given when like it, squash is a fast game these days and sometimes it's hard to kind of uh, uh, see who, whose fault is it is the player uh, hitting shot knuckling well enough or is the player coming into the ball not actually making enough efforts um, to go and uh, around and play like those questions are hard to answer sometimes mm-hmm. and if you're unsure about um, what decision to make especially if you're unsure about no layer stroke then you should just give a let um, and that's okay that's not uh, actually, um, stopping the game is just another rally to being played, which is which is good for the which is good for the fans because they get to watch one more point. There's nothing wrong about that, uh, and I think humans aren't perfect when they make a decision, and so when you ensure, just give a let. Uh, that's okay. Yeah.
No, I couldn't um, agree more. I think there. Um, so that was my main yeah. point. I think, yeah, it was that's like sometimes it's hard to say uh, whose fault it is, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you should just give a let. Yeah, just give a simple let. The the simple let seems to be uh, missing from the game. It's not simple anymore. Uh, no, there's all the always when whenever someone asks for a let, everyone's sort of on their sort of edge of their seat. What's going to happen now, right? Yeah, like I think 10 years ago when you watch, uh, I've watched a few matches from uh, when Cherry Lanku, Jonathan Power, and these players were playing. And there, there were definitely too many lets. Uh, referees gave uh, lets too many times, and it was just unnecessary. You would just play a drop, take your space, there would be contact, and then that would be a let. Now, uh, referees are trying to punish uh, players who aren't clearing by giving a stroke, and they are also punishing players going to defend the shot and creating their own interference by giving the lets. But I think sometimes it's just fair to just play a let uh, if you feel like it's uh, or both players are actually in not doing their best mm-hmm. uh, to clear or go to a ball. Um, and 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 that's fine. Obviously, I don't want to go back to the to a decade earlier when they were lets all the time. But we should be reasonable and sometimes give lets when 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 it's worth it. Um, and I think the it will help. Um, it will help. I feel like now that there's no uh, that lets aren't given that often, players are really, really tense when a decision is about to be made, and there's a lot of arguing with ref. Um, yeah. One player is pushing for a no let, the other one is pushing for the strokes, and there's no middle ground. Nobody is satisfied by let anymore. Uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of unconsciously. We, we got used to having no lets and strokes all the time and mm-hmm. and nobody's satisfied about a, a lead ball which is uh which is telling um yeah there's not like you um, said there's no middle so yeah, yeah no and so yeah. there's more there's more tension between players uh there's uh, more physical contact uh between players and I don't think that's 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 good no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The the fact that there's no middle ground that's what's causing so much, uh, the seemingly a lot a lot of stress uh, for players yeah. when, when you go to ask for a let. I won't belabor the the point here uh, too much more, but I, I I did hear the other day uh, that the that the possibility of experimenting with a new I don't know if you've heard about this uh, sort of a, a new plan with players they're going to start uh, asking for you can either ask for a stroke. Or a let. I, I, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, it's the first time I yeah, hear about that. Yeah, yeah. If you ask for a stroke and it's not, then you lose the point. And if you ask for a let, that's all you can get. Um, oh wow! So, yeah, yeah. That, I, I'm not sure if these are going to be in select events or maybe they're going to trial it on uh, on another tour or something. But if you ask for a stroke uh, and you don't get it, you lose the point. And if you ask for a let, that's all you can get. So if I guess basically okay. you think... But it could be a no let if you ask for a let too. 
I think so. I, 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 I did, yeah. yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. So I, I, th- I like, I like the part of asking for a stroke because a lot of you know that takes that sort of debate out of the equation. You either it's either a stroke, and and it, you have to feel confident that it's a stroke, right? By asking yeah, yeah. for it. But um, what would you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about it a little more, but I feel. Feel odds for sure, uh, right now. Yeah, but all new things and feel feel odds at the at, at at when you first hear hear it. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I actually like the the asking for a stroke because mm. um, it feels like you're actually gonna hunt for that stroke rather than just get to the situation where okay. Uh, I actually can't play. It's too dangerous. I'm going to be awarded by a stroke. You ask for that, you're going to be awarded with a stroke. Um, like when you when when you first explain what no light, light and strokes, uh, or you, you to 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 beginners, you usually you usually say you're awarded with a stroke when you don't have the space on the front wall uh, to play your shot. So you kind of award it with a stroke when it's dangerous and you shouldn't play, right? Right. Um, and when you ask for a stroke, then it becomes like you award it a point, uh, I guess because it's dangerous to play, but players will kind of hunt for the strokes, and I don't think that's good. No, I agree, yeah. Um, I think you I should go on court and try to, to play every ball, and then if it's a stroke, it's a stroke, but... No, I think the point that you made about the the middle ground, you know, take they've taken out that uh, simple let. If they just uh, you know put that back into the equation, I think you might avoid a lot of uh, a lot of the issues that we're facing. Today. And also, we're talking about referees and refereeing decisions, but um, but the, the, we 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 shouldn't forget that the, the lots of matches where there's nothing controversial happening. Mm-hmm. Lots of matchings uh, played in 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 the fairest spirit, and I think it falls into players' re- responsibility sometimes to kind of just play the game. Um, mm-hmm. There's some matches where the ref is actually uh, not intervening, not interfering in the in in the game, and that's when that that's when the the the, the squashes. Is is great to watch um, um, when there is when there isn't any arguments in between players, uh, in between player and refs. Um, so I think it also falls. Um, it, it's also player the players' responsibilities to kind of uh, be mature and play the game rather than being on the hunt for for, for easy strokes uh, here and there. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess when you were watching uh, those matches from about 10 years ago, uh, there were a lot of easy strokes back then, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just that's put your true. racket up and uh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, like you said, uh, you know, if you go out there and just play the game and uh, the best squash that we get to see is when the, the referee is not involved. So uh 
Hopefully yeah. that that uh, that uh, happens more often than not. But uh, I won't take up too much of your time because I know you're going to be uh, heading over to uh, the courts. I bet pretty soon. But I did want <laughs> yeah. to uh, I did want to ask you. I know um, the current world number one Mustafa Saul. He's no stranger <laughs> to controversy, uh, and he's someone who sort of uh, falls into that category of. Uh, you know, he can, um, you know, get into a bit of it, a few issues with the officiating. But the article on uh, Squash Mad recently where you had a few comments about Mustafa, I thought that I read it and I thought maybe on social media things were taken a bit out of context. It, it sort of almost sounded like you were extremely negative towards him. But uh, you actually said a few, you know, a fair few good things about his game and his abilities. You also took issue with um you know, with, with his movement and with his antics. But uh, I just want, you know, just to set the record straight, as the game's uh, world number one, where do you think, uh, basically, where where would you like to see him uh, make uh, changes in his game? Reflect his yeah, I mean, world number one? it's funny because when I made this article, I I didn't, well, when I when I answered uh, to, 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 um, to, to, to Rob, uh to 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 the interview uh that became this article um i didn't think mustafa would be at the center of the piece uh yeah, but it seems yeah. like every every time a, a journal a squash journalist um um uh talks about another player than Assal, then Assal uh comes into the discussion and it becomes the the, the the center of attention. I'm glad you we actually spend half an hour without having to to talk about him um, <laughs> because he's not the 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 only player uh, playing the game right now and and there's some great squash being played as well. Um, uh, but coming back to your question, um, when I answered the question, um, so I think. <laughs> I think it'll be more clear if I give another answer here, because um, as you said, things can be taken kind of off context when it's well, on when social I, media. Inter- I mean, when I read it, I, I didn't think it was really negative at all. I, I, uh, there were a couple. Well, of things, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't my point at all. He's a very uh, good player. You you said he he's talented and he's world number yeah. one. Yeah, you know. And I just I, I don't want I don't simply want to say. Uh, yeah, Mustafa is a very good player because uh, every everybody can can say that, and, and Mustafa actually says that about uh, every player on tour. Everybody is a good player. Uh, it's a kind of a classic answer to give, and it doesn't mean that uh, we actually believe it. Um, no, what I, what I wanted is to I I kind of think that the debate is uh, polarized on on Mustafa Asal. It's either you hate him. Or you adore him, and there's no middle ground again. Uh, and I think you can actually uh, recognize his talent and and the success he's had on tour is partly and probably mostly because of his squash skills and his ability to to always deliver in the in the in the money time. He's he's the best player when you get to nine all uh, right now. Uh, he was the best player when he wasn't at the top of the game, and he was playing against the the top players. He would always uh, he beat Paul Cole so many times when Paul was getting to that number one spot, and then got to number one. 
uh, he beat most players, he beat everybody on tour. So he definitely deserved that number one spot. Um, on the other side, though, he sometimes also uh, he 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 won some matches. Uh, I'd say I'd say the wrong way. Uh, the 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 Hong Kong final against Diego was the most egregious way to win a match, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not. I'm not afraid to say he actually cheated to 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 get that match, and I wouldn't be, um, I would be that proud to 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 have won that match. I think Diego definitely deserved it and and should have won that match. And um, yes, he got to one number one, and that's a, a massive uh, achievement and something that every player should should be proud of. But again, he he didn't earn the respect that he should have. As a world number one, uh, when I said that nobody congratulated, uh, no no players, because I'm going to emphasize on player, uh, no player uh, congratulated him after he got to world number one, at least publicly. It's telling. It shows that he doesn't have the respect from um, from his fellow players on tour, and it's not because players are jealous, as he says. Uh, it's just because he's not playing the game in in the fair spirit, and and so players aren't happy about having Mustafa as our ambassador of the game. Um, I try to give an articulated answer when when I when I responded to 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 Rob on the on the interview, and he. He replied by saying that I was jealous, and he's actually and and it, it was just it was just a reason why I said all that I said, and uh, obviously I'm not. No. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really happy about. I'm just I just want to get to one number one uh, my way, and and. Um, and 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 yeah, every player is unique, and 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 I'm just uh, glad to be on my own journey. Um, uh, but yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed that he would say something like this when I'm trying to kind of uh, uh, lower the stakes and 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 diminish that polarizing uh, environment and. I felt like with his response, I kind of realized that all he wants is kind of continue having a polarizing, uh, um, polarizing debate. Uh, he just won the buzz. Uh, he wants to kind of animate fans and and make them very excited about uh, either hating him more or adoring him more. And I think that's not that's not very. That, that that that's not great and it shows that he still has a long way to go to kind of mature and become a, a reasonable person yeah it's not it's not fun to be a part of really you know i mean i yeah. I, I i just like like to watch him play squash and watch good squash Same. yeah but uh you know and, and the fact in the toc i mean you played uh i mean you won that first game and you played extremely uh you, against mustafa and then you you played extremely well to win that game. Uh, so I mean, I, I've always been saying 
players should try to be maybe a little more physical and, and uh, you know, see see what happens. Just don't let him run over you. And uh, I mean, you you went in there and you you played, uh, you took it to him, and then he didn't come out for the for the next game. Now, may, obviously, he was he said he was unwell. But uh, what do you, what did you think you did well in that first game? Because he looked okay to me. Yeah, I mean, he looked okay. He he was probably yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he was at his best because he he probably wasn't. Um, but I'm still glad I got this game and and the game plan that I had in place was working. And it doesn't mean I'll I'll, I'll have won the match if it was a hundred percent. But I would definitely get closer to 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 win this match. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been. It was our fourth encounter this season. Like we're playing, we've been playing a lot against each other this season, and haven't had a game of him uh, during our first. Uh, three encounters and every time I I lose a match I try very hard to take away uh, the positive and the and the negative and come and come and come up with a, a better game plan or or more narrow sophisticated game plan for the next time I play against uh, that player and I and I think that all over my career, uh, the more I play uh, somebody, the better I get. I play against him. Um, so every time I step on court, I'm actually feeling more and more confident that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat that player. And so it's kind of relief. It's kind of yeah. I was I was really proud to 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 win this game and kind of show it showed it uh, on court uh, when I got to game ball and then I won the game. Uh, and it's funny you can you can think about all scenarios before entering on court about how it's gonna how the the the, the game will uh, will evolve that day and that day I never thought he would actually uh, retire from the match. Um, but when you think about his season, he hasn't had a lot of losses. He lost to Mohammed in Qatar. And then retired twice, once against Diego, once against myself, um, which is against telling. Uh, he doesn't like to lose, uh, but he he doesn't go uh, all the way. I'm sure he was unwell. I'm sure things weren't going his way uh, this week and the week before. Um, but he definitely could have. Uh, I mean, I didn't. Again, in the article, he says that I didn't, I didn't go and 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 see how he was doing. I think it was quite. Um, I, I think during my speech after the match, it was quite. Um, I, I made some quite reasonable comments about uh, the fact that I hope he's he's going well, and he kind of uh, left straight away without coming back on call and letting me know how he was doing and why he was retiring. So. Um, so I was kind of uh, minding my own business, and 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 I had to, um, and I was just, uh, and I was just, uh, yeah, kind of shocked that the the match uh, stopped, uh, stopped like that. Um, uh, but it's, uh, it's it's good confidence for the next time we'll play each other. Uh, I'm sure he'll he's going to be very very uh, eager to 
to to play again and show that he's the better player. And if he is uh, great for him, I'll just go back and and train and try to get better and 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 get closer to 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 his uh, level of squash. Uh, that's okay with me. Um, uh, he's world number one for a reason, and uh, I still have a lot of work to get to his level. So. Um, or play consistently at this level. So, um, so yeah, I'm just uh, looking forward to playing again and and yeah. trying to see if my game plan uh, works again for three for three games. If he's willing to play for 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 a best of five match. Yeah, yeah. Well, Victor, I mean, uh, you've been playing so well uh, since the start of the season, and uh, you keep on. Uh, you know, you keep on going at this. If you keep on going at this rate, you're going to find yourself, uh, you know, not only in the top eight, but you're going to keep on moving up. So keep up, uh, keep up the great squash. And uh, I hope uh, the Bow Valley and Calgary uh, experience goes well for you. And what, what are you up to uh, today? Are you just going to go to the courts and do a bit of uh, light hitting? Yeah, no, I'm excited to go back and uh, go back on court and compete. Um it's been yeah it's been 10 days now uh since right. i played the french nationals um i came in i came to calgary a, a little bit earlier so that i can get used to the dry climate and the altitude right. um so i'm gonna go on the on the glass court for the first time today uh hopefully get some good uh um uh, get a good hit and I'm slowly going to get ready for, for Tuesday because um, there's going to be no easy matches this week. Oh, it's a great uh, draw, isn't it? Great draw. Yeah, it's a very it's a very good draw with some very tough players. Uh, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll have to be at my 100% from, from the get-go because um, every round is going to be difficult, so I'm not going to look too far ahead and I'm just going to focus on, on my first round match. Perfect. Uh, well, I think you might have a couple of Canadians on your side of the draw too. So if they manage yeah. to through, you're going to have to, uh, to battle the, the hometown crowd as well. But uh, yeah, uh, Victor, really appreciate your time today. Always, uh, always enjoy talking to you and uh, keep up the really good squash. It's been uh, great following you this season. It's been a great one. So uh, keep up the great squash. Thanks, Jerry, for the invitation. Uh, sorry for the delay in, no. in finding a, a time that worked for both of us. That's Canadian uh, weather. We have to uh, – <laughs> it's very unpredictable, right? There's always some delay in Canada. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, we'll let you uh, let you go, and uh, Dean will take care of you uh, very well. Yeah, he will. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Well, many thanks to Victor for that and want to wish him all the best currently right now as we're watching uh, PSA Squash TV. He is up 2-1 and up in the fourth against Mohamed El-Sherbini. It looks like he's going to get through, but you never know. You never know. But uh, anyways, all the best to him. All the best to everyone at the Canadian Open. And I'm going to keep this uh, short but sweet, just uh, letting you know the Growing the Games, uh, Growing the Game panel, uh, it's over and done with, and we had a great one. So I'm going to be 
pushing that out in a few days once we get the edit and all the uh, we had a bit of a, a chat before the panel started so we just have to do a bit of editing there and get that out and uh, hope all is well with you all is well with your squash we've got uh, Ben Ford Gina Kennedy's uh, coach coming up very soon amongst other uh, pods that are in the works so stay tuned for those many thanks for listening and we'll be talking to you very soon goodbye now